Hey guys, what's up? It's Coach Megan, and I'm super, super excited for this particular episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about a question that I get literally all the time, and that is, what is the difference between coaching and therapy? So let me tell you, I am the first to tell you that when I first heard the term life coaching, I, as a challenger, was like, dude you're just a guru. You don't actually know my life. Like I'm fine. I can handle it myself. Um, I don't need you charging me a bunch of money to basically not actually help me. You're just a fuddy daddy, a weirdo, you know, a guru. And let me tell you, my mindset has incredibly changed, obviously now being what I do for a living, but I really want to break down what are the differences between therapy and a coach, a life coach, a personal development coach, um, a business coach, a consultant. What are the differences? And do I need a therapist or do I need a coach in my life? What do they actually help me achieve? What do they help me do? What what kinds of things do we talk about? I think this is going to be an incredible lesson for you guys. Um, It's going to set a lot of people free and we're always here to do that. So stay tuned for this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Like I said, we are going to be talking about the difference between coaching and therapy today. And I'm so incredibly excited about this episode, as I am for every episode. Um, But you might notice something a little bit different, and that is our audio. So our audio might be a little bit different this week. We're figuring out something with my mic. If you're watching this on video, um, you can see that I have my phone positioned next to me, which actually gets pretty dang good audio. So We'll have everything everything ready to go and perfected again for next week, but for this week, um, my Blue Yeti mic is being a little weird. I think it just needs an update and uh, couldn't figure out in the time that I needed to get this podcast out, so we'll be Gucci for next time, but hopefully the audio is doing pretty well. So go iPhones, right? Team iPhone. Sorry if you're team Android, but you know, I've sold my soul to iPhone a long time ago. Luckily, I have stock in it, so they're doing great. They just had a stock split. Anyways, that is not the topic of conversation today, but I am so excited, like I said, to talk to you guys about the difference between coaching and therapy. Um, First and foremost, I want to say I'm not a licensed counselor. I'm not a therapist. Um, I've thought about it. I I really do love coaching so much. I love um, teaching people how to have a better perspective on their life, and so it's something that I've thought about quite a bit, actually, and uh, I love just people who work in the helping and transformation profession. I want to first start by telling you guys a little bit of my story involved my thoughts on coaching and therapy. And then I really want to walk through um, the differences between the two because so many people have different questions and hopefully you can send this to a friend, you can send this to people that um, have questions about it or that you're like, yeah, you might need some coaching or therapy, just kidding. (laughs) But um, it is really, really important It's super important um, to know the difference and to hire the right kind of coach for what you might need in your life, right? So um, I'm really excited to share that with you guys today. We're going to dive into this. And uh, with that, I'll share, I'll start with sharing a little bit of my story, which will be awesome. So I'll never forget back in college, um, we had free counseling actually on campus. And I was somebody that grew up in a very, very Christian home, um, word of faith background, which I'm extremely grateful for. But at the same time, we uh, didn't always talk about things. And again, there there wasn't a whole lot of conflict growing up in my family, so I'm really blessed and thankful for that. Um, but when I did have conflict or, you know, conflict amongst my peers, and like I've mentioned several times, you know, through just being really, really, really heavily bullied growing up for different things and bullying myself a lot, I had no, I wouldn't say no, but I had a very limited emotional intelligence. Um, 
when it came to understanding how to identify my emotions, when it came to understanding what I was feeling. I'm an Enneagram 8. I'm a hardcore thinker. I need a lot of alone time to um, what mental health professionals have told me to kind of unravel my thoughts at the end of the day. But I didn't know any any of that about myself when I was growing up. And so I'll never forget in college, um, somebody close to me had was experiencing some trouble um, in her life. Her parents are going through a hard time. And I remember she started to talk about how she was going to go to the therapist, uh, to the counselor on our college campus. And I remember talking to her and I was like, why? Like, why would you do that? You know, you're not screwed up. You're not messed up. And um, who does that really? And I had a really negative connotation in my mind. I'll just be the first to say there was such a stigma, um, which thank God there's been a change in our culture. I think a lot, especially through this year, certainly through Corona and even amazing resources like better help and um, some online resources where you don't even have to leave your house to, to work with a licensed professional, which I think is absolutely incredible. So here for it. Um, but I definitely was a part of uh, believing the stigma that that was, you know, counseling was just for those people, whoever the heck those people were, right? And I had no idea what it was. And now looking back, I'm like, yo, free counseling? Are you kidding me? I wish I would have gone and just sat just to talk every week and just like learn and, and help have them help me transform my thought life earlier. And what was interesting is I had the biblical component of it where I knew that I should take my thoughts captive. I knew um, in a sense that my mind controlled my world. It controlled my perspective. It controlled my beliefs. It controlled, you know, what I, how, how I saw the world, um, my relationships, all those types of things. But so many other things were um, out of whack, or I would just say uninformed that I didn't know the practicality of how to put together. And so what's so interesting about that is I'm so interested in, in it now and um, have such a passion for it. And I've even thought about going back to school to get a counseling degree just so I could have more of that knowledge, to be completely honest. But what's so amazing is we have the opportunity to learn a lot of that even online now. Not that you can get a counseling degree, obviously, without going to school or any of that. But as a life coach, I could learn a lot of those skills and um, not prescribe medicine and not um, obviously... Uh, do what a counselor does, but we'll talk about that in a second. So anyways, um, I just want to say that I came from a place of of absolutely having the wrong mindset about this kind of stuff. And um, I also had a terrible mindset when it came to life coaches. So as an Enneagram 8, as a, a leader, I'm somebody who very much um, is open-minded, but close-minded at the same time. I'm open-minded if I respect you and if I see that you are a master at your craft, you know, you're highly skilled or you're smart or you're a leader. Um, It's kind of honestly like a a lion walking up to a lion. (laughs) And if I see another lion, I'm like, cool, you're a lion. Um, But if I see that they're not a lion, then they kind of have to prove themselves to me, if I'm being completely honest, right? We're just being vulnerable here. And so when it came to life coaches, I remember I used to make fun of Tony Robbins. I used to just poo-poo all this kind of stuff. And I was like, dude, they don't actually help people. They just motivate people. They just get them jacked um, or jacked up and uh, not in a good way. And I just totally was ignorant and did not understand at all. Like didn't understand spirituality, mindful, mindfulness, any of that stuff. And so I was the first person to write all that quote unquote crap off. And so here we are today, here we are now, 
And it's just laughable to think that uh, I'm right now even at a point in my life where I'm ingesting every type of Tony Robbins book I could ever receive because um, he's so brilliant. I think he's one of the most brilliant men on earth, uh, brilliant people on earth, to be completely honest, and has helped millions and millions of people. And how dare I um, wag a finger at somebody who's dedicated their life to helping people? Like, just the ignorance, Megan. Like, oh my gosh, we, you know, young and stupid. So I'm really, really grateful that I've grown and that God's allowed my heart to change and to expand and to become more open-minded. Um, and I, I pray every day, you guys, for God to help me see other people as he sees them and love people as he loves them. I'm wearing a love shirt right now, which is one of my favorite shirts. And um, hopefully if you know me and you've been listening to my podcast, you know how much I love people, even people that are different than me. So, um, and God gives me opportunities for that all the time. Believe me, (laughs) people who uh, speak, you know, honestly, the more public you get, the more people like to have an opinion about you who know nothing about you. So that's a really fun opportunity to love people. But anyways, so I started watching um, a couple people's lives the past, well, certainly five years, but um, 10 years since high school. And um, a couple prominent people walked into my life who are life coaches. And one of them is Brooke Castillo, who is one probably the highest grossing life coach that I know that's a female. And she makes about $30 million a year and does it totally ethically and just helps thousands and thousands of people and um, really, really transforms their lives. And I'll, I'll teach you in a little bit specifically what she does and then Real Talk Kim, who could be considered a life coach, absolutely. Um, I love when pastors not only um, teach the word, but also get down to the nitty-gritty practical level of things where they are willing to um, really go deep into people's lives. And we're going to talk about the pastoral component of this as well. And by pastor, I, I mean a shepherd of people's lives. I don't necessarily mean what we call big P or little P pastor, um, the, you know, capital P is somebody who operates in the office of the pastor. Little P is somebody who, um, is intentional about shepherding people, even if you're never given a title. So, um, I believe we're all called to be little P undercase P pastors. Even if you're undercase, you can have a massive calling. So, um, I would consider myself one of those. I've been a big P pastor before, but I feel like I am better suited in the office of teacher and coach. And, uh, I don't really like having that big P uppercase pastor title attached to me (laughs) because, um, honestly, I'm not really wired that way. (laughs) You guys know me. I, I'm, I can cry in a minute and I got a really soft, tender heart, but, uh, I like to challenge people and tell them like it is. And that's not necessarily the shepherding sweet, awesome pastor's heart. But anyways, let, but you know, that's getting into technicalities. So today we're going to talk about the difference between, um, coaching and therapy, but also I'm going to add that little pastoral part of it too, which really has to do um, with both areas of kind of coaching and also the mental health aspect of looking into um, our past. So let's kind of go from the top down. And um, I think this is really going to help you guys. And I want, I, I seriously want you guys to share this with somebody that um, maybe is struggling in their thought life or you think could be a good candidate for coaching, whether it's with myself or with it's with somebody else. 
Um, I'm funneling everybody, all my clients into the Interview Mastery Academy right now because I don't have a lot of time to coach people um, until 2021, but they can get on a wait list or um, we can we can work something out. I, I'm always open to being led by the Holy Spirit. If God tells me to coach somebody, I'll, I'll coach somebody. But um, there are other resources and opportunities for them to get positive knowledge and feedback and um, some resources from me. So reach out to us at info at powerhousepageantry.com. Um, for that or if you guys are a pageant girl as always you can look at the link in our bio and we will hook you up with a strategy call where we can figure out um, the next best step in the plan for you so that cart closes tomorrow friday friday for interview mastery academy so do not walk run run to get that because otherwise you get to pay double in 2021 and no one wants to do that girlfriend okay so um i'm reading my notes for those of you guys who are watching this you will see me looking down because that's where my notes are fun fact okay so the difference between coaching and therapy who has some ideas what are some ideas say them out loud even if you're watching or listening not watching you shouldn't be watching if you're in the car if you're listening shout them out loud or if you're watching this on social media um, when I repost this then put some in the comments what do you think are the differences between coaching and therapy I will give you five seconds five four Three, two, one. Did you put a comment in? Come on, girl. Okay, or boy. We got boys who listen to. Okay, the biggest differences between the two. Okay, so we're going to start with therapy. So I'm not a licensed counselor. I'm not a counselor. I want to be clear about that. A counselor is somebody who went to school, got a counseling degree, started off probably a psych major, got your master's in counseling. There are many different types of counseling, Okay. The biggest difference is counseling, y'all coming on, counseling has to do with your past, okay? Coaching has to do with your present and your future, okay? So look at kind of that, create like a diagram in your brain, and that's the major difference. Counseling focuses on your past, okay? Counseling focuses on your past traumas, um, past traumatic events, stress, issues, feelings, introspection, and analysis. Okay, so it is all, that's why they say lay down on the couch, we're going to visualize what happened, and um, they will work to rewire some patterns, some habits, all that kind of stuff. Um, They are changing, with counseling, you're changing self-destructive habits, so it could be alcoholism, or an eating disorder, or um, drug abuse, or different addictions. So you're going to look into your past, and you're going to um, they're going to help you rewire, in a sense, your, your mind and your brain as well to see those events differently um, and to build, using different coping strategies, a better present and future. But you are constantly dipping into the past, but they're going to help you provide for a happier and more stable future. Okay, so that is counseling. Life coaching is focusing on the present and the future. Life coaching is completely different, okay? They are not even remotely the same. They uh, Life coaching is all about unlocking your potential. So I think life coaching gets a bad rap, which <laughs> just makes me laugh because this is so me, like literally me bagging on my own industry. Did y'all know that when I started my company, I'll never forget I sat down in Karma Coffee here in Omaha where I used to work. Um, where I was working, actually, when I started my company, I had $160 in my pocket, and that's how I like funded the LLC with like my last $100. And was working at a coffee shop, 
And I'll never forget I sat down because I would clean and then I would sit there after work um, after I got off of my shift. And I would just plan and I was like, God, you know, what do you want to do in my life? I have this, I just moved home from Nashville. I thought I'd live there forever. And um, I really want to start a company. Don't know what that means, blah, 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 blah. And I remember sitting down and the Lord was impressing on my heart, women's ministry. Wow, I don't think I've ever told the story on my podcast. I'm super excited. Um, I was sitting down and the Lord was like, yeah, you're going to talk to women. And I was like, frick, no, no, I'm not. I was like, ew, ew, I'm single. I'm 23. Was I 23? It just turned 23. I was like, that's funny. No, literally. I was like, no, I'm not interested in that Lord. I will be sending back that wisdom, right? <laughs> and uh, so funny. And God was like, <laughs> yes, you are. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. And I had this also completely wrong notion in my mind that women who did quote unquote women's ministry were soft and were, you know, didn't have personalities like mine. And we're just these like soft, sweet pastor's wives, helpers who like were very sweet and had a high voice and loved everyone so much and never made a mistake in their life. And I was like, dude, I'm not like 5'3 and cute and small and have like super high fashion and know how to put makeup on and everyone loves me. Like that is not me. Like I am a freaking bull in a china shop. Like why in the world could there ever be a place for me in this world? Um, who would listen to me? I wouldn't even listen to me. You know, I had just gotten over an eating disorder, broken up with my boyfriend. Um, these different things. I was like, I don't even have any friends here in Omaha cause I haven't lived here for five years. Like who in the world would ever talk to me? Um, I think I had maybe 7,000 followers at the time. I mean, I didn't have a huge audience at all. And I was like, Lord, how in the world are you going to use anybody like me? And, um, Shortly after, I started to kind of dwindle down. I remember I I thought, specifically, I thought this. And I was like, I will never be a life coach. That is the one thing I will never do. Because those people are phony and they're fake and they're gurus. And I hate therapy. I also, oh, this is so funny, y'all. I also remember saying out loud, I will not do one-on-one. I don't want to do that. I want to speak to big crowds, which is hilarious. Because before I was Miss Nebraska, even that terrified me. I hated speaking in front of people. Hated. I was so terrified I was like, dude, singing and speaking are completely different things. Like, don't sign me up for that. No, thanks. And uh, God is funny and has a huge sense of humor. Um, And so God knew the gifts that were on the inside of me and helped to draw them out. And I'm like, dude, this is laughable of what I'm doing today. Like, but I love it, right? And God knew that this is what I was supposed to do in my life. So anyways, um, God started to help me dwindle down. And that's where I decided, okay, I'm for sure not doing fashion for sure not doing hair and makeup, but I I love this world of pageantry. It's helped me so much. Um, And I love pageant women um, because of their ambition and their leadership and their goals for their lives. And God is so freaking funny that he's like, dun, 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 duh, they need somebody like you who's going to be bold and passionate and has walked the line before they have. And Oh, God, you just have such a funny sense of humor. It really cracks me up constantly. So, um, anyways, that's the Lord that we serve. And I remember I dwindled it down to, hey, let's, like, do interview coaching because I'm good at that. And I like talking and I think I could help people with their lives and stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, interview coaching is a lot like pastoring or a lot like just loving on people and helping them through stuff. And I've walked through some stuff, so let's see how this goes. 
And then uh, my first year, I had a client win who'd been trying for three years, and somebody else gets second runner up to who you know ended up being Miss America. And I was like, hmm, then we're uh, we're not awful at this, okay. And so that's how we've gotten here. And now I am a life coach, and I am speaking to women one on one all the time, and I've been doing that for five years. And so um, hilarious, just absolutely hilarious. But I wanted to share that story because. God knows the gifts on the inside of you, and he's going to pull them out and draw them out if you let him. And uh, I'm I i would, I'm so glad I'm doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't want to do anything else. And it's just so funny to see how the devil tried to ruin the plan of God for my life through destroying my confidence and thinking that there wasn't a place for me um, in a world where I, I didn't see a lot of Christian females who were crushing it, who were bold like me. Um, and now I have so many. I mean, Lisa Bevere and Nicole Crank and um, Real Talk Kim and all these incredible, like, just powerhouses who are incredible. And that's why I named my company Powerhouse, because I wanted everybody to feel like they were a powerhouse and that their house, which is their temple, their body, was full of power on the inside. So anyways, now you all kind of know where I'm coming from. But I just wanted to say that because... Uh, I hate gurus. I hate fake things. I don't like fake people. Um, they're not my cup of tea. Maybe they're your cup of tea, but I can't freaking stand it at all. And um, it's so cool how God uses this because life coaches, what they do are coaches in general, the coaching industry, life coach, health coach, whatever. The coaching industry um, are people who were born and have an innate, an innate gift for helping unlock potential and helping pe- people draw out things within themselves that they don't see in themselves. And let me tell you, that's my favorite thing to do in the entire world. Um, I could just cry thinking about it. And you know, your why should make you cry. There is nothing, you guys, that makes me a happier, more fulfilled person than seeing my clients have breakthrough. And I don't just mean winning their pageants. I mean, like breaking up with a toxic boyfriend or setting boundaries for their life, or crying because they finally feel like they got the green light to do what they want to do, whether that's being the first person to graduate from college, or being the first person to not choose college, because they feel like they have, they're an entrepreneur on the inside, and they want to spend that 30 grand to start a, start a company, or invest in real estate. Um, when I get to be a part of those stories every single day, or helping 19-year-olds start nonprofits, and um, uh, one client of mine who helps individuals go to college who are from um, minority impoverished areas in New York, which is incredible. And I feel like I get to be part of those stories and part of those successes and to help be, the, you know, a coach is the, the wind beneath their wings that helps to continually encourage them and help them to shift their perspective in their current and in their future, in their present and in their future, to make sure that you still have the energy to do what you believe that you are called to do. And that is why I absolutely love what I get to do every day. And what's interesting, so I want to identify it this way as well. So I told you that um, I would also kind of bring in the, the pastoral part of this. So as a life coach, is uprooting lies, right? Different mindsets. Um, really helping people stand on their own two feet is a huge key. So the difference between therapy and coaching as well, and then we'll bring in the pastoral component. Therapy, you, you hear a lot of people give therapy a bad rap because people will be going to a therapist for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And, years. and while there'll be some breakthrough, and this is not to dock therapists like at all. Like I said, I still might go back to school and become one or get licensed just for the heck of it. Um, sometimes what happens is when we 
only live in the past, then that's the devil's playground for repeating so many toxic cycles in our head or even re-traumatizing people through our mind because our mind is so incredibly powerful that it can be um, a little concerning um, because we can get stuck there. And if we don't heal our past, then it's going to be very hard for us to heal our present and operate in a positive future. So that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So as a life coach is helping people to uproot lies for good and stand on their own two feet, my hope as a coach is to teach you how to teach yourself, to teach you how to coach yourself. It's why we use the self-coaching model. It's why I am militant about um, helping women to rewire how they think, um, how they speak about themselves, the actions that they take, encouraging them to take massive and perfect action, encouraging them to fail safely and fail often and to work past um, limiting beliefs and all those types of things. Um, And really what I get to do is help women take back control of of their life and of their dreams and of their goals um, and to help them take the right kind of action to steer them back to the goals that have been in their heart or that they believe that the Lord's put in their heart. Um, So that's a little bit, that's why it's a little bit different. And then I help to identify obstacles that are in their way. This could be mental obstacles, physical obstacles, um, financial obstacles, practical obstacles, familial, um, did I say obstacles, obstacles, um, familial or relational obstacles as well. And we help to move those out of the way or shift our perspective for them. Or my client might need to be the one who needs to humble themselves and change. Um, and then we change behaviors and we set up action plans and we get desired results. So coaching is focused on you setting goals for yourself and achieving those goals in the present and in the future. Um, Those are spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, and financial goals, okay? And then we specifically at Powerhouse Pageantry obviously work through um, the lens of pageantry of setting those goals for you and helping you achieve them. And so I have worksheets and PDFs and all these different things, you know, online course, one-on-one coaching, inner circle, all these different programs that facilitate that growth through um, continually acknowledging and me questioning what's going on what's on your mind what's in your spirit you know how was your week this week what did you do what did you not do Um, and asking those questions so that I can be those bumper and those guardrails to not only provide wisdom but also sometimes just ask the right questions so that my client can get the right answers for themselves which is really really beautiful and with that we make incredible progress I mean I could tell you eight million stories We create long-lasting progress to where people stop living in their past and we start to really build the kind of future that they want and we work to change both their physiological and psychological responses to triggers and traumas. Um, So we do personality testing and figuring out your Enneagram and your action style and these different things. We have a five-layer dip um, of understanding personality in what I call the personality stack. And we start with your core values and we move on to your personality then your action temperament, your strengths, and your love languages. And it's a beautiful, beautiful stack where you know yourself so dang well that you're ready to conquer the world. And that's what I care about. I want to see powerhouse women who are absolutely crushing it and conquering the world. So the last part of this, how does this relate to pastoring? So as I was kind of doing my studying, I was like, hmm, you know, it says that um, counselors are the ones that help with past traumas, PTSD, issues, feelings, Um, And they really provide that introspection, although I also do a lot of that in life coaching, but it's for 
the position and the purpose of then helping people catapult that knowledge into the present and the future rather than just kind of analyzing it from the past. And so that's where the pastoral element, as I said earlier, pastor is not a title or a position. It is a way of life, if you will. Um, it's how you love people. So I think that that's where um, if you were to create kind of a triangle, the pastoral element of leadership um, can bring a spiritual perspective through deliverance ministry and freedom ministry, where um, I also get to bring a lot of that to the table for my clients, which is amazing. So um, much like Wake Up Wednesday, you know, if a client is open to that, then we might pray at the end of our session or the beginning of our session, or I might speak into their life a prophetic word, or I'm, you know, God might give me a word for them and their lifestyle or what they're dealing with. And they're like, Oh my gosh, how did you, you know, how did you know I was dealing with that? I needed to hear that. This is what's going on in my life. That happens all the time. And that is so cool to bring that spiritual component because, um, when we're dealing with spiritual issues, we can't just be like, okay, well, let's just keep going over your goals, try harder, work harder. Um, when there are deeper spiritual issues going on that affect the way that our mind is wired or, um, there are certain traumas that we've opened ourselves up to or that unfortunately we've just experienced completely beyond our control and I have such compassion for that. Um, that pastoral spiritual element can help to coach through some of the things that we've walked through in our past as well. Um, and so while I'm not a counselor, um, pastors can help individuals to break through a lot of those things in the spirit and to know how to pray over those things and to use your words in your mouth to um, break a lot of that off of your life is really, really cool. And we call that freedom, you know, freedom ministry, freedom prayer, whatever you want to call it. So that's kind of the trifecta of what's going on, (laughs) the differences. Hopefully that can lay that out for you guys um, and encourage you of why it's so important to have a coach in your life as an accountability partner for everything that you want to accomplish. Like honestly, you guys, if I didn't have um, the boss, amazing women that I now have in my life that I can text and ask questions who have gone before me, who have done what I want to do, who have accomplished what I want to accomplish, who are, you know, 20 to 30 years my senior, um, or at least, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that in terms of age, it doesn't have to be, but I, I personally prefer that. Um, or, but honestly, if there was a 30 year old who was just a little bit older than me and and had accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, sign me up. Awesome. If she can teach me beautiful, but make sure that you're signing on with somebody who has gotten the results that you want to get. Um, otherwise talk is cheap, but life experience is life experience. And I believe in surrounding ourselves with people that, like I said, have gone where we want to go and have been where we want to be. Um, and have conquered the battles that we are currently facing in front of us. And so that's where a coach can be an absolutely incredible addition to your life. And um, here at Powerhouse, we have so many different resources for you. You can join the Inner Circle at any time for a very, very low-cost option um, to operate in your personal growth. You can join the Interview Mastery Academy um, for another two days, and then it won't be open until 2021. So please, please, please join. Sorry, the cart will be closed after that. Um, for 50% off, you'll get grandfathered in at um, no cost to you to the actual course when it comes out, um, the 2.0 version, the fully polished version in 2021. And um, I am not currently taking a lot of one-on-one sessions right now. Um, we're funneling everybody into the Enemy Mastery Academy because that is a total replacement for one-on-one coaching. You're going to be blessed by it. Um, we're, we just had a couple girls start yesterday that I am so excited about. It's going to be amazing. Um, and the rest will join um, and start next week. So 
just want to throw all that out there. The links will be in um, my bio on Instagram. The links will be in the show notes here and on our website. And um, I hope that this blessed you. I hope that this um, helped to create some clarity in your mind of maybe you've always wondered the differences between these different industries and what they do and um, encourage you to take action today. Sign up with a coach, get a coach in your life, whether that's me or whether that's somebody else, um, because everybody deserves to, I want to see everybody achieve their dreams. I want to see everybody um, grow in their leadership and rewire their toxic mindsets and and get rid of the things that aren't serving them in life, um, that aren't blessing them and producing fruit. So I love you guys so much and I will see you next week. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of season two of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan. As always, you can follow me at Megan underscore Swanson. You can DM us to join our email list. You can follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry or at the Powerhouse Project. And I'm so excited to get to continue to pour into your life spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. Wow, that's a mouthful in this beautiful year of 2020. Never forget your worth. Stand up for what you believe in and allow your spirit to stand up on the inside of you to show you who you really are. Have a great day.